Hello and welcome to this episode of Coach and Chaos. My name is Shari Reynolds. Thank you so much for joining me. And in my last pa- my last episode, it was pretty evident that I was struggling and I couldn't just not do an episode because I was struggling because then that wouldn't really be me being authentic because I am definitely not perfect. I am definitely imperfect. And I want it to be so much that I share my testimony, regardless of my day, uh, my experience, and where I am in the moment. So I was talking about my struggles with prayer and what the purpose of prayer is. And why is it necessary to ask Heavenly Father for blessings when He already knows, one, what we're going to be asking, and two, if he'll even answer our prayer because it's going to be his will anyway. So here I am, a grandma even, asking about the purpose of prayer. And yet I I know the answers. I know what Heavenly Father needs me to believe. And that is simply to hope and then to trust. And my dear friend sent me a conference talk given in October 1989 by Richard G. Scott. And it's called learning to recognize the answers to prayer. So when I began to read this and came across several of highlights that I had highlighted from who knows how many years ago I had, I had read it previously. I was going through and being reminded of all the things that I already know. He talks about a woman who sat across from him one time with tear-filled eyes that said to him, I don't know what I believe anymore. She spoke of having struggled and prayed many days to know about a decision that she desperately needed to have answers to in her life. And she was anguishing over this. And she was confused as to why he answers everyone else's prayer, but he's not answering hers. And that's what she, that's what she felt. And that's what she truly believed in the moment. And I have felt that very same way. Why is he answering everyone else's pleads, please? And yet he's not answering mine, but there's a tiny little niggle in the back of my mind that says, just believe, just be patient. He is answering your prayers. Just hold on. So when we are caught in the whirlpool of emotion, it is definitely a moment when we feel very much alone. There have been times where I have felt very much alone and very recently even feeling very much alone. But as I was reading this conference talk, it was reminding me of all the times that I have pleaded with my father in heaven and felt very much alone. And to look back on each one of those moments and realize he was with me all along. For example, the experience I had with my daughter and how she was struggling over answers of the the death of her friend. Where is he? Is he happy? Does he know how much we'll miss him? Does he know how much we love him and how much we can't, we look forward to the day that we will see him again. And when I wrap my arms around her and we prayed together, he answered our prayers by allowing her to feel peace, by allowing her to finally fall asleep and to feel peaceful from there on out. 
when answers to prayer are urgent to us, it can seem that we just simply don't understand about the truths of prayer or because we don't recognize answers when they come. And it's not a matter of if they come. It's not a matter of if they come. It's a matter of when they come. And as I said the other day when I was talking about my sister and how she's so faithful and loyal about praying and not giving up. And she just says, very simply, we just have to trust in his timing when he actually puts the wheels in motion to go the direction that he believes and knows that is right. It's a matter of us simply trusting our Heavenly Father did not put us on earth to fail, but to succeed gloriously. And our succeed in our mind is quite a bit different from his succeed. And as I have looked back on my years of my life and all the times and the moments where I was stomping my foot and shaking my fists, I look back on it now and I'm so grateful for the outcome. Albeit, there are a couple of things in my life that when I do see my Father in Heaven again, I'm going to ask Him, why was it this way or that way though? I'll ask Him those questions, but for now, I just need to trust because I don't know, I don't see the bigger picture. As we seek for divine inspiration to know what to do, sometimes it is beyond our own understanding as to the direction that we need to take. But communication with our Father in Heaven is not a trivial manner. Elder Scott says it is a sacred privilege. And there have been a couple of different conference talks that I've come across where communing with those who stand in need of prayer in the moment, they have not taken it lightly. They've gotten right down on their knees and they've then they've stood up and they've moved forward with confidence. And that's what prayer can do for us. We may not have the answer, but if we truly trust and hope and believe in our Father in Heaven, we can move forward with confidence. When we receive help from our Father in Heaven, it is in response to faith and obedience and the proper use of agency. Elder Scott asks us to not make a mistake that every prayer we offer will be answered immediately. How is it that we are supposed to learn if we simply snap our fingers and Heavenly Father comes running? I think about me as a mom. My children ask me for things all of the time. Do I immediately respond to them? No, I've used my own wisdom and my own experience to know that maybe something that they're proceeding with isn't the best choice or maybe something that they want it doesn't make sense for them to just be handed it to them but overall the answer does come some prayers require considerable effort on our part true sometimes impressions come when we have not specifically sought after them so how can we sit down and take a test and expect the outcome to be that it's an A without having us first put forth our greatest effort and do all that we can to have completely studied it out. We are here on earth to gain experience. How can we gain experience when 
our prayers are answered immediately. We can obtain it in no other way. We are given the opportunity to grow and to develop and to gain spiritual maturity. To do that, there is going to be some struggle. And there's growth in the struggle. We must learn how to apply the truth that we know to whatever it is that we are studying out. How we face challenges and resolve difficult problems is crucially important to our happiness. A lot of it is based upon our attitude. If you believe in the best outcome from our Father in Heaven, we will be happier. If we doubt and distrust, that then nothing will, good will ever come from Heavenly Father or from our own efforts. Our body listens to our voice. Our body listens to the thoughts that go on into our brain and we, we begin to act upon those thoughts. To better understand prayer, Elder Scott says to listen to the counsel of those who preside over us, ponder the scriptures, study the prophets. He says, what seems helpful is seeing in my mind a child approaching a trusting, a loving, wise, kind, understanding Heavenly Father who wants us to succeed. If I close my eyes and imagine myself approaching my Father in Heaven with the greatest desires of my heart, I honestly can't see Him folding His arms and looking down with me with a stern look in His face and absolutely refusing me, even though I have done my very best. If I really and truly think about it, I know that He is going to put forth the very best situation for me in that moment. So I've talked about the last couple of episodes about doing a heart dump. On the left-hand side, put all the things that are burying you right now, all the things that are causing turmoil, all the things you have questions about. And on the right, what are the things that have been revealed? What are the things that you have witnessed that Heavenly Father has answered What are the beautiful little miracles? What are the things that we're grateful for? What have we learned from this turmoil? What have we learned from this struggle? I know that as I truly turn my life over to my Father in Heaven, He can do more with my life than if I did things on my own. Elder Scott says to simply talk to our Heavenly Father. He hears every prayer and he answers it in his way. So even in the moment that we don't feel like he's answering our prayer, I have just come to a greater understanding that in those moments where I don't feel like he's answering me, he is answering me. When we explain a problem and a proposed solution, sometimes he does answer yes. Sometimes you know exactly how to proceed. And sometimes... We don't feel like he loves us and he's not answering our prayer because we know the answer is no. And we're filled with anguish over that. So we immediately go to the natural man within us and we say, he's not answering me. But deep down inside, we know that the answer is perfectly there and it's a perfectly 
well understood no, but we're stubborn. He wants us to apply the truth that we have within us and then take a huge leap ahead, trusting for us to grow. We need to trust our ability to make correct decisions. We have the ability to make decisions. We are divinely His. We need to do what we feel is right. And in time, as we move forward, He will answer. He will not fail us. So one time I felt it was incredibly right to buy this house across the street from some dear friends and we got the wheels in motion and it was going well, it was going well. And all of a sudden, the carpet was literally ripped right out from underneath us. And Jeff and I looked at each other and said, what was that all about? We were so perplexed. Why did that seem so right? And we were moving forward with it. And yet all of a sudden it was so wrong. I look back on that now and we are in the house that we are now because that experience of moving forward with that original home was to get the wheels in motion for us to find the home that we were supposed to be. And it took us to begin looking for a home. It took us to get paperwork in order. It took us to make sure our finances were just right. And had we not acted on that first home, the second home that we were supposed to be in would not have come together had we delayed. But it's just that that second home wasn't quite in the process of, it was in the process, but it wasn't ready for us yet. But had we delayed on the first prompting to act on the first home, the second home would have passed us by. And I see that now. I understand that now. I know that that was able to happen. And I know that at first I grumbled. But once I began to just say, okay, that house wasn't right. What next? And all of a sudden, everything began to come together for the right place. I look back on that now and realize the wheels were in motion. I just needed to trust. Our Father in Heaven encourages us to make correct choices. But sometimes, like a child, there are times when we misbehave or we murmur and act unwisely and we feel like we cannot approach Him. And so, in the case of the house, I was murmuring pretty badly and then I felt guilty that I could not approach Him. I was left to my own devices. And yet, when I needed him, all of a sudden I couldn't approach him. But I needed him. So it was a matter of repenting. Heavenly Father, that home wasn't right. So what now? What am I supposed to do now? Once we swallowed our pride, repented of the murmuring, repented of the disgruntled, upset, shaking of our fists, we were able to clearly see that we just needed to be patient and the right thing was going to happen. When that communication is strained, how wonderful it is to 
look to our Savior and repent. And when we obey his counsel, we see glorious blessings come about and answers to our prayer are realized. Elder Scott tells about a story about a woman in a foreign country, how it took her an entire year to get to the temple. And when she finally got into the temple, she literally collapsed to her knees and sobbed openly, thanking her Father in Heaven for all that she had experienced so that when she finally got into the temple, the feeling of being there was so overwhelming and she was so filled with gratitude that she had finally made it. And yes, it does take some people who live thousands of miles away from a temple to get there how difficult it is they have to save they have to sacrifice much for them to finally get there and it takes hours by bus crammed in with many many other bodies but when they finally get there they're thankful for that struggle I remember when we wanted to take our children to go see the Los Angeles temple where we were married. And I was feeling frantic because we really needed to get on our way to get back home to Utah. But Jeff and I, we were determined to be on the temple grounds and show our children where we were married. And I remember being stuck in traffic and really doubting as to whether or not we should go there. And the turmoil and anguish we felt was great. And we felt so strained and the anxiety was huge. But once we got to the temple and we were on the grounds there with our children and they saw where we were married and saw the doors that we exited from and where we stood on those steps and took pictures, they remember those pictures. It was the most rewarding moment to be on the temple grounds many years later with our children, being able to share with them just even a small glimpse of that special day that we we started out our marriage and it was so interesting because once we went through all of that that incredible anxiety and the turmoil and the traffic and the slow moving vehicles and the feelings of just wanting to give up i think about satan and how he tries tries so hard to hedge up our way and to keep us from doing the things that are right and causes us to be filled with anguish and turmoil and even anxiety to enter our minds and doubt. Shouldn't we get on the road? Shouldn't we be doing something else? Why are we taking the time to do this? But as we hedged along very slowly, mile after mile, what was just a few miles ended up being a couple of hours long, we finally got there and it was so worth it. And how interesting it was once we got on the road The roads were wide open and clear, and we got on our way back to Utah. When we receive an inspiration in our heart, we can use our mind either to rationalize it away or to accomplish it. But how incredibly important it is to listen and be careful what we do with the impressions that come from him. And I'm thinking about that woman who fell on her knees when she got inside the temple where we are with our temples right now. 
The doors are closed for us, and we just live a few miles away from our temple. And in speaking to a friend of mine, she talked about how she oftentimes turns away the opportunity to go to the temple, and she could go to the temple every single day if she wanted. But she'll say to her husband, oh, it's not going to work out tonight. Let's go next week. And then the next week comes, and it's, let's go next week. We're just so busy, or it doesn't work out, or we have to be here instead of there. And those weeks turn into months, and yet we we literally live just a few miles from our temple. But because we're so close, it's easy to rationalize away the decision to go and think, we'll just go again next week. But because our doors of the temples that we are so close to right now, it is not easy for us to get there at all. We The doors are closed. But now that we have minimal opportunity to go into, we, liter- we literally have to be invited to go into it to witness a ceiling or witness someone getting their own endowments out. Now we are clawing our way to get there. We're pleading with our Father in Heaven, please, please open the doors. We want to be there. And I have not had the opportunity to go in. I don't know of anybody that's going in for their own endowment. I don't have anybody close to me getting married. So I know that the day that the doors are open for me, I will literally run to it and I will collapse inside, sobbing to my Father in Heaven, thanking Him for the opportunity to be inside. So this is much like prayer. Sometimes we need to struggle to appreciate the grand blessing. Remember that without faith, you can do nothing. Therefore, ask in faith. Trifle not with these sacred things. Do not ask for that which you ought not. Ask in faith means to approach him in confidence. Elder Scott says, ask in faith means ask with confidence in our Holy Father. Our Holy Father. We are his holy children. We know what we are to do. We are to ask in faith and then simply hope and trust in his timing. And I have come to believe that as we are waiting for blessings to come into our lives, our prayers are in the moment are being answered. He's asking us, to hold on and be patient and as he as he's asking us to hold on and be patient he is answering us he's ans- asking us to hold on and be patient behold thou knowest that thou hast inquired of me and i did enlighten thy mind and now i will tell thee these things that thou mayest know that thou hast been enlightened by the spirit of truth enlightened enlightened that the answer is yes enlightened that the answer is no or enlightened that the answer is be patient. Either way, he is answering our prayers. If you feel that God has not answered your prayers, ponder these scriptures carefully and look for evidence of our own life, his having already answered us in previous prayers. 
and I know that he has spoken peace to me concerning these matters. He has spoken peace to me in the times where I desperately wanted my prayers to be answered in regards to something that was so urgent to me, and yet I felt like he hadn't been answering me. But the answer was to be at peace, to simply be at peace. It is vitally important to recognize that the Lord also simply responds by withholding an answer and asking us to be patient. He is our perfect Father. He will answer us perfectly. I know this. I trust this. I believe this. He loves me. He's answering based upon what I am needing in all his wisdom he's answering me in the best possible way for me even though I don't believe it to be the best possible way for me it is the best possible way for me and I need to trust that and it is days later years later maybe not even in this lifetime that I will come to realize that it was the best possible answer for me I love the story about Nephi, how he was led by the Spirit to go back and get the plates. He didn't know in the moment what he should do. And yet, he says, nevertheless, I went forth. That's what we are to do. We don't always know what we are to do. Pray, hope, and trust, and walk forward. Walk forward believing. Believing that whatever happens... It is for our growth, for us to be strengthened, and to ultimately to trust and grow our faith in our Father in Heaven. I am believing that with all my heart. And once my prayer is answered, whether it's a no, a yes, or hold on Shari, just be patient, I will be filled with gratitude and I will look around all that I have and be grateful for it and look at everything as these marvelous blessings that have already been in my life. And then it will be shown to me that I have all that I stand in need of and that he will continue to take care of all that I stand in need of. I pray that we may all recognize that he is blessing us with all that we stand in need of and we needed to simply trust in him. Simply trust, hope and trust. Thank you so much for joining me. I will see you next time on Coaching Chaos. I am Shari Reynolds. And please share this with someone that needs to have my reflections and thoughts on my conference talks and my scriptures. It is my greatest desire that I help my children to stay close to their father in heaven and help one person come back or come closer to Christ. Thank you so much for joining me. See you next time on Coaching Chaos.